The message of Christmas, the real message of Christmas, has nothing to do with Santa Claus. It has nothing to do with food. The real message of Christmas is that a Savior has been born. Preaching the old-time gospel with a fresh anointing to a new generation. This is Saved to the Uttermost with evangelist Brian Tyndall. It's Christmas time, celebrations, gift-giving, eating, the most wonderful time of the year. But what's the hoopla really all about? Today, Brian Tyndall presents a message from the Gospel of Luke, Chapter 2. It's the story that's been read at countless Christmas gatherings over the last couple millennia. But do you know it? What is the real message of Christmas? Well, that's what Brian will tackle today. So if you have a Bible, turn to Luke, Chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Here's Brian. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child, And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The real message of Christmas. You know, I've discovered that messages can be very, very powerful. And sometimes... Uh, in order for a message to be very, very powerful, it doesn't have to be a long message. It doesn't have to be a complicated message. Uh, sometimes it can be communicated in just a very few words, and yet that message can be so powerful that it can transform our entire lives. I remember when uh, I was younger and I was in seminary in New Orleans, Louisiana, and my wife and I had been married for a couple of years, and I was in school there full time. And she was actually working as a secretary on the campus. And I remember one day, it just seemed like a very ordinary day. Uh, I was in class in one of my seminary classes, along with about 60 or 70 other students. And we were in the classroom. The door was shut. The professor was lecturing. And I have no idea. I don't remember what the class was. I don't remember what the professor was saying. But I remember something happened. I remember that as we were there that day, And as we were listening to the professor, I remember that there was a knock at the door. And that was unusual because it was very rare for somebody to come and to interrupt a professor while a class was going on, while a teacher was teaching. But my professor stopped what he was doing, and he left the lectern, and he went over to the door. And I noticed that when he opened the door, I could see just a little bit out into the hall. And I noticed that when he opened the door, my wife was the person at the door. My wife was standing in the hall talking to the teacher. And so before he even turned around, before he even called me, 
uh, I immediately knew something must be wrong for my wife to come and to get me out of class, for her to come and to interrupt the, the professor. And so before he even turned around, I rushed out of my seat and I went to the door and the professor stepped out of the way and I stepped out into the hall and closed the door. And I don't remember exactly the words that my wife spoke, but I remember it was a short message, but it was a message that changed my life forever. I looked at her and I said, what's wrong? And she looked at me and said, I'm pregnant. It was just a couple of words, but it was a message that would have a tremendous, tremendous impact on the rest of my life because that message, I'm pregnant, uh, meant that I was going to be a father, meant that we were going to have a child and our lives were going to be changed. Now, that was a wonderful message and it changed my life forever and it changed my life for the better. But we've all had messages like that. And, and not all messages are good. I can think back to some messages where some people had to come and tell me some things that I didn't want to hear about the death of a loved one or, or someone that had been in an accident or something like that. We all can relate to the idea of messages and how important messages are and the kind of impact that a message can have on our lives. And we probably all can also relate to the fact uh, of uh, not all messages being communicated correctly. I know there's been times in my life where uh, people have been told things that I needed to be told and, and the message would get passed through two or three people or maybe through the phone in two or three different conversations and they would finally uh, deliver the message to me. And, and when I really found out the truth of the message, I would discover that the message that I had received, the message that had finally come to me, uh, after it had been passed through several people, that the message actually was wrong or the message actually had been changed from what the original message was. And we probably all have experienced something like that in our life, getting the wrong message when we thought we were getting the right message or getting a message that, that had been changed in some way or another. And that small change altered uh, the message entirely. I want to share with you today the real message of Christmas, because I believe that in many ways, people have gotten the wrong message about Christmas, because today, many people in our world don't understand what the real message of Christmas is. As I look around at our society, as I watch television and commercials, and I see all of the things that are going on in our society surrounding uh, the Christmas holiday, it becomes clear to me that the message of Christmas has become distorted, the real message of Christmas, because many today, to them, the message of Christmas is the message that Santa Claus is coming, that Santa Claus is on his way. And while there's nothing wrong with the giving and receiving of gifts, and there's nothing wrong inherently with children getting excited about receiving something uh, from Santa Claus, it is wrong when the message of Christmas becomes the message that Santa Claus is coming, that Santa Claus is going to be delivering gifts. Uh, or even some people, it seems that, you know, the message of Christmas is just a message about family or family get-togethers. It's a time for uh, us to get together and have a, a time of family gathering. It's a time for us to get together and have a meal. Or, or it may be even, uh, religious. Some people say, well, it's a, it's a religious time. It's time for me to go to church or it's time for me to go through some type of religious traditions, 
uh, because it's this time of year. But really, the message of Christmas, it's not about Santa Claus. It's not about gifts. It's not about materialism. It's not even a message about family. It's not even a message about religion. The message of Christmas is a very special message. It's a very powerful message, and it's a very simple message that anybody can understand. And in the passage of Scripture that we read together, we see that God delivered the message of Christmas, the real message of Christmas. On that first Christmas night, he delivered the real message of Christmas, and he delivered it through his angels. The Bible tells us what that simple and yet profound message of Christmas is in Luke chapter 2, verse 9. It says, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The real message of Christmas is the message that a Savior has been born in Bethlehem. A Savior in his name is Christ the Lord, Jesus Christ. That is the real message of Christmas. And I pray this Christmas season that as we go about all of our activities, whether it be the giving and receiving of gifts, whether it be buying gifts, wrapping gifts, decorating our tree or our home, no matter what it is, getting together with family or eating a meal with friends, whatever our Christmas traditions and activities are, I pray that none of us will forget the real message of Christmas. And the real message of Christmas has nothing to do with Santa Claus. It has nothing to do with material gifts. It has nothing to do with getting together with family. It has nothing to do with food. The real message of Christmas is that a Savior has been born, and his name is Jesus Christ the Lord. I see several things when we look at this simple message, and I just want to break it down very quickly and very simply, uh, just so maybe we can understand this message a little better. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10, that the angel said unto them, Fear not. The message of Christmas, the real message of Christmas, is a good message. It is a positive message. It is a message that gives us hope and joy and peace. You see, the angels came, and when they were fixing to deliver the real message of Christmas, the very first thing that they told the people that were going to hear that message is that you don't have to be afraid. Fear not, because the message that we're giving you, the message of Christmas is a message that is good. It's a message that is peaceful. It's a message that is lovely. It's a message that not only uh, is good itself, but it's a message that has the power to dispel all fear and dread. And you know, that's something that we need to recognize this Christmas season, that while the holiday season, while the Christmas season may be a time of joy and happiness for many, the truth is that the statistics tell us that many people during this season, many people during these holidays, during this Christmas season, they are not happy. They don't have joy. They don't have peace. In fact, uh, many people, uh, this is one of the hardest times of year. They have 
hopelessness. They have loneliness. They have despair. In fact, the statistics tell us that during these Christmas days that the suicide rate won't go down. It'll actually go up because many people have so much despair and hopelessness in their life and fear and dread over the things that are in their life and the things that they're going to face in the future that they don't see a way to go on and they will literally take their lives during these Christmas days because they have no hope whatsoever. And yet, my friends, if we could understand the real meaning of Christmas, if we could hear and receive the real message of Christmas, we would understand what those angels told those shepherds that night, that when we receive this message and we take it and believe it as our own, that we will have no reason to fear anything else. But this message will banish the fear in our life. We don't have to be afraid of tomorrow. We don't have to be afraid of what the stock market's going to do. We don't have to be afraid of death or disease. We don't have to be afraid of what people think. We don't have to be afraid of what the future holds because the one that holds the future has been born. The message of Christmas is a message that dispels all fear when we will receive it and believe it. But notice not only did the angel tell them to fear not, but notice he says in verse 10, and the angel said to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good tidings. I bring you good news. The real message of Christmas is a message of good tidings. It is a message of good news. And people say, well, I I think it's good news that I'm going to get presents on Christmas morning, or I think it's good news that I'm going to be able to spend some time with my family, or I think it's good news that I'm going to get a couple of days off from work. Well, that is good news, but it's good news that doesn't last. But the real message of Christmas is the best news that has ever been presented in the history of the world. It is the best news that anyone could receive that a Savior has been born. You see, for many people, as we said, this can be one of the saddest and loneliest times of year, and people can feel a sense of hopelessness and despair even greater during this season than at any other time of year. But my friends, if we will receive the true message of Christmas, if we will hear what these angels said, don't be afraid, fear not. We bring you good news. We bring you good tidings. And what was that good news? That a Savior has been born. And you know, today, there's a lot of people that don't receive that good news, or they don't understand the implications of that good news. And I understand that. I mean, sometimes if we don't understand our condition, it can cause the news not to be so good. Uh, let's think for a minute. Let's say that we were out at Christmas meal and we were eating with all of our family. And uh, as we were there gathered around the table, enjoying the food and the fellowship uh, of our friends and family, we noticed one of our children had gotten choked on uh, some food. Now, before that child began to choke, if somebody would have told you as you were sitting there at the table, if they would have pointed over to another table in the restaurant and said, do you see that man over there? Uh, you might not know that man, but that man, I know him. He's an emergency room doctor. And if somebody would have brought that to your attention before your child began to choke and to have problems, the fact that an emergency room doctor was in the same room as you and eating at the same restaurant with you, that message would have meant very little to you. And it certainly probably would not have perceived that as good news. But because my child is choking, 
because my child is in danger of dying, when the person tells me, hey, over here is emergency room doctor, then the news, because I understand my need, because I understand the danger that somebody that I love is in, because I realize that my child might die when I hear the good news that there's an emergency room doctor just right here at the table next to us, the message is received in a totally different way than it would be received prior to me understanding the need that I have in my life. The same could be said uh, during this Christmas season. There are a lot of fires that are started through Christmas decorations and through the cooking and preparations of different kinds of food. We're told that uh, actually the number of fires increase. Now, if I would come to your house one night and say, I've got good news. Uh, just a, a little ways down the road, there's a uh, fire station, and that fire station has firemen that are there 24 hours a day, and they're there just waiting to help you if you have a need. Uh, you would probably think, well, I know that, and, and, and I'm, I'm glad that they're there, but you know, I don't have a need for them, and that's nothing that I'm thinking about. And, and that wouldn't necessarily be great news to you, that there was a fire station down the road from your house and that there were firemen there that were always on duty, ready to help you if you had a need. But if I came up to your door one night and I told you when I knocked on the door, hey, I see smoke, I see flames coming out of your house. And as we began to investigate, we realized that not only was the house on fire, but that part of our family was trapped in that flame, in those, uh, in that smoke. And I said, but there's good news. There's a fire station down the road and I've called them and they're on the way. And when they get here, they're going to have the people and the expertise and the equipment to go in and to save your loved ones from this fire. You see, the, the reality of understanding our need changes how we perceive the message as good news or not good news. And you see, the reason that many people don't understand that the real meaning of Christmas is good news is because they don't understand the reality of their situation. You, you see, they think they're okay. They think that they have everything they need. They say, I've got a good job and my health is pretty good and uh, I've got my family surrounding me and I've got most of the material things that I need and that I want. And so people are walking around with a false assurance of their situation. But the Bible tells us that there is a reality that's greater than our physical situation. There's also a spiritual reality that every one of us are living with. And that spiritual reality is communicated to us in Romans 3.23 when the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says there are none that are righteous, no, not one. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. You see, we all have sinned against God. And the wages, the punishment of that sin is death. We're all under a death sentence. But when we realize that, when we realize our spiritual condition, when we realize that we've all sinned against God and we realize that every one of us are under the penalty of death because of our sin, then when we hear the good news of Christmas, then when we hear the real message of Christmas that a Savior has been born, it really is good news because I realize that that Savior that was born was born for me. I realize that that Savior that was born was born to take away the penalty of my sin. I realized that that Savior that was born was born so I might live and have an abundant life on this earth and eternal life in heaven because he came to this earth. 
the real message of Christmas really is good news, and it's better news than anything that this world has to offer. But notice what the angel said in verse 10. It says, the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings, good news of great joy, of great joy. The message of Christmas, the real message of Christmas, is a message that will bring lasting, eternal joy. You see, the things of, of material Christmas, the presents, the, the decorations, uh, the food, the time spent with family, uh, with them at get-togethers and fellowship, those things can bring momentary happiness to us. Those things can bring momentary physical pleasure to our lives. There's no doubt about that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the reality is this. None of the material things of Christmas will ever be able to bring the lasting joy that we need and that we're seeking in our lives. I don't care how many material presents we get. I don't care how much money is spent on us during the holiday season. Those things that we receive materially will do nothing more ever than to bring us some momentary fleeting happiness. Because uh, the next day or the next week or the next month, those things will have lost their value. They will have lost their ability and power to continue to produce happiness in our life. And those things will be forgotten. Or heaven forbid, uh, the days after Christmas or the weeks or months after Christmas, circumstances or tragedy or death will come into our life. And those that happiness, that fleeting Temporary happiness that we receive from those material things at Christmas will not have the power to continue to bring us happiness, even in the midst of changing circumstances or tragedy in our life. But here's the good news. The good news is, is that the real message of Christmas, the message of the birth of Jesus Christ, the message that a Savior has come into the world and his name is Christ the Lord, if we will receive that message, it will dispel all fear and hopelessness out of our life. It will be the greatest news that we have ever received or ever will receive as long as we live on this earth, and it can bring a continuous source of joy into our life, a joy that transcends the things of this world, a joy that is not altered by the circumstances that we face, a joy that will abide with us in the deepest parts of our life, no matter what our circumstances are and no matter what difficulties we face. That is what the real message of Christmas can do. It is a message of eternal great joy that can change our lives, not only on this earth, but for eternity. And then I want you to see something that the angel said about this message. It's powerful. It says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. The message of Christmas, the real message of Christmas, is a message that is for every person on earth. You know, not all messages are for everybody. I, I used a, an example at the beginning of this sermon. I said that uh, I shared a story about when I was in seminary, and my wife came to the door and, and I went out, out into the hall and she told me I'm pregnant. That message was a powerful, life-changing message, but it was a personal message. It was only for me. 
You see, even though it transformed my life completely, there were many other people in the room that weren't transformed at all. That message did not mean anything to them, and it did not affect them because it was not for them. Not all messages are for all people, but the real message of Christmas, the message that a Savior has been born, the message that Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem and that he is Christ the Lord, that message, the angel said, is for all people. It's not just for the religious. It's not just for those that that go to church. It's not just for the rich. It's not just for the educated. The message of Christmas is for everybody. It's for every person on this earth, regardless of where they live, regardless of what language they speak, regardless of what their socioeconomic situation is, regardless of what their education level is, regardless of what their skin color is. The message of Christmas is for everybody. You know, we, we tend to think that Christmas is really for children. You know, it's a, it's a time of year for children. And the reason we tend to think that is because the material message of Christmas is a message that is more for the younger generation. Uh, that Santa Claus is coming with some gifts and some toys. That message is limited to a younger generation, but that's not the real message of Christmas. The real message of Christmas is that a savior has been born. And his name is Jesus Christ. And the old can get just as excited as the young about that message because that message is for everybody, everywhere, at all times. And I hope and pray that you will believe and receive that message. And then notice what the angel said, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. A Savior has been born. Uh, That's the message of Christmas. The message of Christmas is that a Savior has been born. The message of Christmas, the real message of Christmas, has nothing to do with Santa Claus. It has nothing to do with the giving and receiving of material gifts. It has nothing to do with family get-togethers. It has nothing to do with food and Christmas candy The real message of Christmas is that a Savior has been born. 2,000 years ago, a Savior was born. 2,000 years ago, God became flesh. God wrapped himself in flesh and was born of a virgin in an animal barn, in a stall, he was put in a in an an animal cradle where they fed the livestock. A savior was born. That is the real message of Christmas. And my friend, that's a message that the world needs to hear that God has become flesh in the person of Jesus Christ and that he has dwelt among us and we have beheld his glory. That is the real message of Christmas. I'll never forget, I heard a story about a uh, a little boy walking with his daddy one day on the farm. And as they were walking on the farm, the little boy saw a fire ant hill. And for those of you that know what fire ants are, they uh, tend to have a mound up above the ground made out of dirt. And the little boy reached over with his foot and he kicked the ant mound. And of course, thousands of ants poured out of the mound. And the little boy, he was just a little boy, he began to stomp the ants with his foot and 
uh, he was killing hundreds of the ants and some of the ants were partially dead. And even though they were real small, he could see them. And, and, uh, all of a sudden the boy, uh, it was like he came to himself and he realized what he had done. He realized I have, I have disrupted, I have, I have destroyed these ants home and I have killed some of these ants and some of these ants I have, I have stepped on them and they're in the process of dying. And it was like the little boy got kind of emotional about it. And he looked up at his father and he said, Danny, he said, wouldn't it be good if we could become one of those ants and if we could go there where they are and if we could help them to rebuild their mound? And the boy's daddy said, son, it would be good if we could do that. But we do not have the ability to become ants. Well, my friends, I'm here to tell you something. On the cosmic scale, on the cosmic scale, this earth is nothing more than a piece of cosmic dust. And those of us that live on this piece of cosmic dust called earth, it's, it, when you look at the universe, we're nothing more than human ants. That's what we must look like to an eternal God. And yet when God looked down at this ball of cosmic dust called earth, and he looked at these human beings that must look like ants to an eternal God, he looked at us and the broken situation that we were in because of our sin. He looked at us at the helpless situation that we were in because of our sin. He looked at us because of the penalty and destruction that was coming to our life because of our sin. And he said, I'm going to go to that cosmic piece of dust called earth. I'm going to wrap myself in the human flesh of man. And I'm going to be born of a virgin. And I'm going to be there as a helpless baby in the flesh. And I'm going to grow up. And I'm going to live where they live and walk where they walk and experience what they experience. And I'm going to be tempted in every way like they're tempted yet without sin. And I'm going to grow up and I'm going to do for them what they cannot do for themselves. I'm going to die for their sin. My friends, that is the message of Christmas, that a Savior has been born, and His name is Christ the Lord. My friends, I hope and pray this Christmas season that as you and your family are going about your business and activities, and I'm sure that you have many wonderful things planned, and there's nothing wrong with any of those things, but I hope and pray this Christmas season that the real message of Christmas will not get lost in your life. I hope that the real message of Christmas will not get lost in your family. And the real message of Christmas is a message that we don't have to be afraid because the greatest news, the greatest tidings that have ever been delivered to humankind were delivered 2,000 years ago by the angels of God. And it was a message of great joy, the greatest joy in the history of the world, a joy that can bring us Joy even in the midst of everything that we face in this life. And it's a message that's for us. It's a message that was for all people. And it's the message that a Savior has been born. My friends, I hope you know that Savior this Christmas season. But if you don't know him, if you don't have a personal relationship with him, then my friends, all you have to do right now, even where you are, is just humble yourself. And just bow your head.
and just call out to him in prayer and say, Dear Lord, I'm a sinner, and I'm confessing my sin today, and I'm asking you, Jesus, to forgive me of my sin and to wash me clean with the blood of Jesus Christ. And today I'm putting my faith in the one that was born 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem stable. I believe that good news. I believe that he was born for me, a sinner like me. And today I put my faith and trust in Christ and in Christ alone. And I ask you, Jesus, to be my Savior. And my friend, if you'll call on him today, if you'll humble yourself and call on him in faith and repentance, I promise you, based on the authority of God's word, that he'll hear you. Because the Bible says that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The good news today, the message of Christmas, the real message of Christmas, is that a Savior has been born. And the rest of that message is that he wants a relationship with you. And my friend, I pray that this Christmas season will not pass without you entering into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ through faith and repentance. And as you receive him and as you worship him this Christmas season, may you experience the joy, the joy unspeakable that comes only through knowing Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. If today you learned what Christmas is really about for the first time and prayed to receive Jesus Christ, we would love to hear from you. In fact, we'd love to send you a booklet to help you in your new journey with the Lord. It's called Salvation, Man's Greatest Need, God's Greatest Gift. And in it, Brian examines the five aspects of salvation, why all people need to be saved, how God has made our salvation possible, why anyone can be saved, what salvation really is, and how we receive God's gift of salvation. We want to send you a copy absolutely free. Just ask. You're listening to Save to the Uttermost with evangelist Brian Tyndall. Today's message was entitled, The Real Message of Christmas. And if you'd like to have the entire sermon to listen to again or to pass on to a friend, simply contact us for a CD copy. And there are three ways to contact us. First, visit our website, uttermostevangelism.org. That's uttermostevangelism.org. While you're there, you can stream the message as well uttermostevangelism.org. Second, you can write us. Our mailing address is Uttermost Evangelism, P.O. Box 7, Pontotoc, Mississippi, 38863. That's P.O. Box 7, Pontotoc, P-O-N-T-O-T-O-C, Pontotoc, Mississippi, 38863. Or you can call us at 662-372-1912. That's 662-372-1912. Brian Tyndall is the founder and president of Uttermost Evangelism and a full-time missionary evangelist. He travels all over the world preaching open-air crusades, church revivals, and evangelistic events in prisons and schools, as well as teaching pastors and church leaders how to more effectively communicate the gospel and to evangelize the lost. If you'd like to be a part of the work of Save to the Uttermost and Uttermost Evangelism, you can make a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website, uttermostevangelism.org, or you can write a check to Uttermost Evangelism, P.O. Box 7, Pontotoc, Mississippi, 38863. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. 
Well, that's all for today. Join us again next time. And remember, Jesus is able to save to the uttermost those that come to God through him. God bless and Merry Christmas. Save to the Uttermost is provided by Uttermost Evangelism, Pontotoc, Mississippi.